0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Unrealistic Box where we have realistic discussions about unrealistic dreams. I am your host, Kimberly Allen. And today we have a very, very special guest with us today innovator, visionary, and entrepreneur, Miss Courtney Bradshaw. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you for having me. Hi, so Courtney, I, I am just so elated that you decided to participate in our podcast and it was going to be a really interesting and fun discussion with you because you're so full of light and positive energy. And so thank you for coming once again. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us something about you that you
1: Uh, So, (laughs) uh, my name is Courtney Bradshaw. I am basically growing in Christ. Um, God has been blessing me to be such a entrepreneur. I started um, a business when I was 18. Um, I do want to say credit to my dad because he would be going to uh, his job and selling the jewelry for me. So he was the one who basically made all the money. (laughs) and i just um started um my actual business career um at oakwood university um i was trying to become a (laughs) pharmacist Uh, i was like oh you know it's i did good in science and you know high school when i got there yeah it it wasn't working for me and god bless because he was like you know go into business and ever since i changed that like It has been phenomenal. Like I've been growing so much at my current job, at my past jobs, Um, and God just—he just works in my life. Um, One thing that I guess people don't know about me is I'm very introverted. Even though people think I'm very open, uh, (laughs) I'm an introvert. (laughs) I like being by myself or with like one other person at a time. Um, I don't like big crowds.
0: (laughs) Hello. How you starting? what was the story behind that? What was your mindset? What did you hope to accomplish when you started a business? And if you don't mind sharing, if it's still, you know, a road know what is the name of that
1: company? Okay. So I first started my first business accessor- excuse me, called Accessory. Um, It's a fashion jewelry business. Um, I only did it for a year because um, it was right before college and I didn't want to really keep it up because um, that would be a lot of things. <laughs> um, but basically um the mindset was it wasn't really my mindset it was my mom she was like why don't you start this and i'm just like okay like (laughs) and then um we started looking up you know wholesale um fashion jewelry places um that we can get you know um cheap you know bulk um jewelry and we just started there and you know the name formulated um, I'm not even sure why. My mom wanted to name it something else. I was like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> and started going with accessory because, I mean, hey, it's it basically makes more sense. It's X-E-S-S-O-R-I. Um, so it was like a play on words. Um, but it's, you know, something I did for a year. Um, and that's when I didn't really even know I wanted to go into business. Wow.
0: So talk to us about what you're doing now. What is your current
1: job title and what is the story behind that? That is interesting. I want to know. All right. So, um I want to say like I always want to say God blesses because he does. And <laughs> what happened was basically I was at a law firm. Um, I was a legal assistant. God bless with that job too because I had no idea about it. <laughs> I had no, you know, experience in law yeah. except for like one class, business law class. Um, and what happened was I got laid off, um, during COVID and literally two days later, like, um, this company, you know, I know them, uh, quite well, but you know, it wasn't based on me knowing them quite well. It was like, oh, Hey, we have a, um, we have independent contractors. Do you want to join us? And I'm like, look at how God works two days. Like after I got laid off, like two, not like just like a month or anything. It was like two days. and. They were like, hey, you know, you can come work for us. Um, And it wasn't something I told them about. I didn't say how I got laid. You know, it wasn't, it was God basically like, hey, let's ask Courtney. (laughs) And uh, I started off as an independent contractor. God had me doing all these things. Like, you know, even stuff that I, wasn't even in my job description. Mm -hmm. And I can't say like, it was me. Like God had blessed me to already like doing marketing and things. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I guess they saw, you know, she really cares about us and our business, so let's hire her full time. Okay. And it was crazy because when they hired me full time, that was I made more money. I I was hired making more money than I did at my job. I got laid off at. like that's a blessing. And it was just like and I, you know, way, way more money um and it was just like how god just works things out um and just makes a foundation for you even before like i didn't even know what to do at that job Mm -hmm. and then god showed me what to do and i didn't even know how to do what the title was the first title they gave me was um a global procurement manager which basically is i contact suppliers clients, yeah purchasing for them um and now recently um I became now, this is my current position, is the global operations and business development manager. Yeah. So I help with the, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, God bless. So um, I now work with um, just the back end, like, you know, procurement. It's like, you know, you have to actually contact the supplier. So you're like mm-hmm. the front end of the business. Now I kind of work with the consultants and help them out, um, showing them what to do, um, training. God blessed me with an opportunity also to start doing um, interviews. I've never done that in my life. So
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> So it was like, you know, everything is building up. I got to um, have really big meetings with big people, big companies. I, I was just like, it was just like a crazy experience. Cause it's like, you know, I, I could talk about one, like, you know, um, that I know I can speak of other things, you know, it's kind of yeah. confidential. Um, but I remember when we had this project and one of the suppliers that we were trying to get in contact with is Shell, the gas company. And I was able to be in that meeting and I was just like, wow, like, look at how God blesses, like, yeah. took little old me <laughs> <laughs> and <now> I'm here. <laughs> that so. is so
0: good. That is really cool. And I must say congratulations Thanks. on all your accomplishments. And I know that in the future, and you're going to do great things. I think it's just a stepping stone to what is to come. So I'm really excited for you Courtney, really, and I'm really inspired about your story. Because you know, you could have gone there and you could have been, been all shy and you wouldn't have gotten these opportunities. thank you for sharing your story um with us. And I hope that you know our listeners are inspired because sometimes we step into the unknown, and because we don't want to. It hinders us from achieving dreams because we are shy and we want to seem like we don't really know what we're doing. But sometimes work is under these things. You go there for experience. And I'm glad that you've taken so long time to do that. Let's talk about your purpose. Do you know what your purpose is?
1: I want to say that I really don't know my purpose but i know some things that god has told me Mm -hmm. that i can do um one thing like uh just want to say this um my grandpa my poppy you know he passed maybe uh six years ago and he was like my best friend and i would be with him all the time and when i tell you this man could cook he's a bahamian he like he would uh, you know uh, grits, all of that. For me, and my little brother, when you know, um, when you know, our parents would go uh, to work, we would always be like, "That's where we used to be at his house." Mm-hmm. And he was such a great cook. Like I literally uh, started wanting to learn how to cook, and it was like, I'm like, you know, okay, let me. How does he make this so great? And I started, and I could say that that is one of the blessings that I know God has given me, because like. I went from eggs, I would I knew how to make all type of eggs. And like, you know, I became vegan, what, seven years ago? And like, I can make, like, God bless me to learn how to make gourmet vegan food. And it's like, that's what my, I don't want to say that's my purpose, but I know that that is a part of what God has blessed me to know. Yeah. So one day I would like to be a food mogul, like all different type of food, <laughs> restaurants everywhere. Yes. Um, so I know that's one of the things God has blessed me to, want to go into
0: yeah i've seen your instagram you do <laughs> the food your instagram the food on your instagram is great and i thought Thank i'm not a vegan but they look good i would <laughs> eat them. i don't really eat a lot of things like that but they do <laughs> they look really good that's Thank awesome you. uh i know you do some sort of graphic design is it yeah. that you you um you have professional skills in graphic design, or is it something that
1: you're learning? I want to say something I'm learning. I do want to say it's more of marketing. Like, okay. um, one thing I do want to say is that um, I became SDA maybe four years ago, during the time like around almost graduating college. Um, and I know that you're SDA as well. Um, one thing is, I didn't have like a job, you know, secure job after college. Um, and, you know, I was getting pressured by my family. Like, they're like, you know, you could get a job, you know, on Sabbath. And I'm just like, no. And they're like, well, we see other you know, other SDAs doing that. I'm like, well, they're not really practicing real Sabbath. And it was like, you know, pressure and this and that. And it's like, and then it's like, you know, if you obey God, like he'll bless you. So after I obeyed, right. the first thing, the first job he gave me was a job at my church uh, doing and I was like you know I already had like they gave me a big title like I'm like what a director of marketing and I'm like I don't even know how to do marketing I got a C in college in marketing like what what am I doing <laughs> I'm like but it's a job it's good it's right there near my house you know yeah. and I didn't really I could do it remote it wasn't like you know I had to really there are sometimes I had to go in um, just not even like just for like a meeting or something like that Um, and it was like, from that moment, God showed me, like God literally gave me the skill of marketing. So now I'm able to do that at my new job. And I'm able to help, uh, you know, different businesses now, like even just helping them, like there are some things that, you know, they needed to rebrand and it's like, God showed me it. It wasn't like oh my gosh, like, I know what I'm doing, but it's like, I've been, you know, I've been learning, I've been helping them, you know, create different proposals, like more creative proposals, more creative presentations. And it's like from that moment of obeying God and him giving me a job, I didn't even really want, Mm -hmm. it gave me the gift of marketing. And I've only been growing in it, like from what, not even long ago. To now, it's like I could see a whole big difference, and like everything, I'm able to like now see things differently, have different colors. You know, like it's so I'm you able to now see like detail,
0: right? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so during that process of being unemployed and being pressured by family to you know work on this level what kept you grounded? What you
1: not
0: to home to the picture of
1: working on the Sabbath? I think I just knew that, I know that it was like the first start of my journey when I became SDA and I really got a real experience with God. And it's just like, you know that he's helping you do everything. Like there were times, I remember there was a time where like in my school, I had a D in my class. I mean, of course that's because of me, um, but <laughs> God helped me to study and I got a hundred on that test and it brought my grade up until B. Like, you know, like things like that. Like, Uh it's like, you know, like when you do your part, God will do his. And it was like, you have to keep Focusing on him, and I know I don't always like you know. I we all have issues. We have times where we don't you know we disobey things like that. But like in those moments, I knew that he had me.
0: That is that is good. So I I I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, sometimes we again the uncertainty can cause us to do a lot of things that does not align with the plans that God has for organize. And so we. We hold that in hand before you know we put an obstacle in the game because you know what start over when you know three to just for this application. I've seen your designers, you've designed things for me and they're really nice, you know, not asking you to do it but you just call me, you say, Kimberly, I did something for you and it's really good. So I think you know you should hold in on that skill, utilize it more because I think you have already. Let us talk about being holding yourself accountable. Do you hold yourself accountable? Do you do self-evaluation when you're in a particular situation? How do you hold yourself accountable if you feel like you have done not your best but you have done you have performed and a comedian?
1: I want to say that in this current moment, that's exactly what I'm like, what I'm dealing with right now. Um, I don't want to say that I'm like this person that has it all together because I don't. Um, but I think, honestly, I think that God has blessed me with um, the people in my uh, work environment. Um, one of them is my best friend, um, and honestly, I've known uh, her family since I was four, um, and we have these daily like every day we read um a book one that we're reading is change your paradigm change your life um and that was honestly when they asked me to join their you know book reading i was dealing with a lot of you know discouragement and mental challenges and it was like the first book they gave me i I can't remember what it is at that moment. But it had to do with changing your mindset and becoming better and you know, taking out that mental garbage. And it's like, you know how like you just see like God just these people didn't know anything. Even though she's my best friend, I don't tell her everything. So it's like God Mm -hmm. knew I needed that. And ever since we are now on like what the third or fourth book. And this one is literally about changing your own behaviors that are unhealthy and also trying to create new ones. And it's just really been helpful for me to now make myself more accountable for things.
0: You you talk about your What tips can you give to someone who might be struggling with
1: something similar? Um, I would say that we're human. That seems so simple, but, you know, sometimes I'm very hard on myself, but, you know, you, you don't get anywhere. You don't grow and you don't add to yourself if you're the hardest person on yourself.
0: Yeah,
1: that's um, it. Yeah, so this is God speaking through me right now because I don't even, <laughs> but no, really, like, I know for myself, I'm very hard on myself. But it's like, you have to remember, you're still... At least if you're trying, you're doing something. If you're not trying, then okay, you need to sit there and, you know, be more accountable. But when it comes to mental health, just make sure you know, like, your worth. Know that God loves you. Know that you are the only one of you. So it's like you only can do what you can do. And there are times where you're going to slip, where you're going to fall, but God gets you back up and it's not even that hard you know it's not it's i'm not gonna say it's not that difficult because there's a lot of times where it's like i've been down and it's like i've been down for a little while and it's like okay i'm not feeling like myself right now but it's like when you look back at it god still kept you moving so if you're still moving you're still growing you're still going somewhere
0: yeah i share the same thing because i feel like this week i've experienced something similar i think this week uh, mentally, I was at my This week I felt like I was at a breaking point. And so, you know, I had to encourage myself. And when I made it through the weekend, you know, I had to thank God that, you know, it's, we take it for granted sometimes that we have to get through. So we make plans. But sometimes a lot of people are going through things and don't even plan for the next week. 'Cause you never know what might happen. So I do think, you know, forgiving ourselves encouraging ourselves to a really way. That is really important, especially during the pandemic where, you know, you don't really get to see, even though, you know, the world is opening up that later. So you don't need to see your family, you need to see your friends, your support system, the people that you have around in the circle. It's very important for you to choose the right people. So how
1: is that process for you? How do you choose your support I want to say that there's a lot of people I don't really know. Like, okay, I'm not very fond of people. Um, So I can say that I might have, maybe you all, like people in my Bible study have been my most recent friends. Um, I don't really, I'm not a trusting person. And even then, like, you know, having you as friends, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just a private person. So I think I have to fill people out first to see if I even want to be associated. And I know when sometimes I have helped people out and I see something I don't like, I'm like, OK, <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> that person's off my list. Yeah. Um, and it's but, probably better, trust me, that
0: just yeah. who says international networking believe that person, the, the spirit of discernment is strong because sometimes along the line that person will stab you in your back or will cause you to lose soul on, you know, stand sort of it. I agree with
1: you because it's just you don't know what people are capable of but it's like sometimes they already show you from the beginning. So it's kind of like and I'm not saying that there haven't been people like I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes I do still keep people that I might see something. Yeah. Um, maybe that comes from love, but, um, it's just, you really have to be careful who you keep around you because they definitely can make or break your own type of relationship. Um, and even though that, you know, if you give people your power, you, you kind of end up losing because it's like, you have to protect yourself regardless of how much you love people.
0: Yeah. And you have to be careful how, how much you diverge. Yeah. So a lot of people like people are not supposed to be privy to everything. Let people wonder sometimes, you know? It's a mystery. <laughs> it does, because it does help if I tell everybody everything about me, like I don't know what you're gonna use it to Like you don't know the intentions of people sometimes. Like a lot of people wearing masks. And we think that you know we trust
1: them to advise them to tell them. And then that might not work for us. I know. Then you get burned and it's like, well, you kinda saw some things. So you could have protected yourself. Yeah. And sometimes you need to have some boundaries. Um that's one thing. You need to have boundaries. Um, because if like just like say you see somebody talking about their friend, and it's like you gonna really gonna tell them your business? No, you're gonna walk the other way. Like even if that's not you, uh-huh. you still know where they are and they're right. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned boundaries. Let's talk about boundaries. How do you set boundaries in your personal life, in your professional life? What are, what
1: means? Um, I think my pastor says it best. Pastor Alex Reyes. Um, Basically, you have to know who your friends, your confidants are, um, who your acquaintances are. He had a sermon about that. Um, I think I've always just, God has blessed me to always be a person that was private anyways. I've just always been a person that has been very private because I have been burned. Um, And it helps though, like God, you know, with the devil meant for harm. I'm at for good because it helps me now to conserve myself in a way that I'm not hurting then. Like, even if there's times where I might be, but I know like, okay, Courtney you know she didn't even give that much um, of herself. Um, boundaries, it depends on who it is <laughs> if mm-hmm. we're being honest.
0: Yeah.
1: But I know at my, my work life, I know since my best friend is a part of my work life, I think you just have to keep it professional. With family, I think my family just knows I'm a private person, but there are some people in my family that do try to like overstep their boundaries. How do you express it? Um, I just ignore it, if we're being honest. Like, you know, if somebody says something crazy, I I just, I'm quick to like, you know, say something back to them so where they know I'm not the one to play with. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner, but you're not gonna get anything from me. Like, I don't care how much you ask or try. It's just not, and you can make up little fantasies in your head, That's what's gonna be. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask, you, what is one thing that you'd like you prefer to remember and believe Courtney Bradshaw is basement shop? <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> I want people to remember the love that I gave them. Um, I'm a very, even though I'm private, those who know me know I love really hard, um, and I just want them to remember how I made them feel or just knowing that I was a genuine, um, good-hearted person.
0: And you are, I enjoy talking to you because I can be myself, I can be transparent, I can be vulnerable. You just, you bring that out. In. Uh-huh. And I think we're similar in personality, so it's very good you know, to meet someone like me who is not afraid to be open and vulnerable? But you know, we do set our boundaries and we know what to dive into so what to keep to ourselves because sometimes, you know, privacy is mm-hmm. best and it, it, it helps with our mental health and our mental state. And so, I appreciate you for coming in and sharing that about yourself. We are going to cover our story time. This is our segment where we showcase our highlights of companies. Um, we're going to ask you to tell us who you think that company is. Okay, so
1: I'm not going to tell you the name. I'm just going to give you to a quick background of the phone. I'm not
2: going to look at my phone either after this. For go! Okay, so let's go. This is the largest private apartment rental platform in North America, competing with Trulia. Zillow, Street Easy, and many other companies, their mission is to make renting an apartment as easy as booking a hotel. With $143 million in backing from Anderson Horowitz, Twinier Perkins, and Grayscott, they have the firepower to make right on their promise. It was started in 2012 by Anthemus Georgiadis, an ex BCG consultant studying at Harvard Business School at the time. Having to move around 7 times during his undergrad and the following 3.5 years at BCG, he was frustrated with how arcane the renting process was. So when he finally got to grad school and encountered the same problem yet again, that was it. He had to do something about it. Marketplaces are hard, and they are inherently hard to get started. Early on, Anthemus had a critical decision to make. Should he tackle supply or demand from the get-go, for him, he chose supply. The first two years of business were dedicated solely to getting supply-side liquidity and having the biggest catalogue for rental apartments in their two key markets. SF and NYC. A series of funding was entirely raised on that premise, that they at that time had enough supply to go out and build all the vertical integration tools that would make renting an apartment an Airbnb-like experience. Equipped with and into the industry, Anthemus and Taylor went on their mission to sign up as much listings as possible. Their go-to model was one similar to that of Airbnb. To supercharge their growth and acquire about 80% of all listings in NYC and SF on their platform in two years, they offered their pro tool entirely for free. This was the single biggest acquisition driver for them early on. With Taylor's connection to the industry, it was an almost no-brainer for the realtors and brokers alike to adapt to more leads, less work, and zero costs. By focusing on just getting listings on their website, the marketplace naturally started to grow to about thirty thousand visitors a month. phone back Okay, I'm gonna
0: give you like three options. <laughs> okay, all right. I don't even know like the hosting companies that much, but okay.
1: Oh no, go. me neither. <laughs> okay, three. Or right, I'll give you one or what? I'll all right, give give me two. yeah, yeah. Give me three. Well first, can I ask you a question, what's the location of the It said, well it just says that it's the largest
0: private apartment rental platform in North America.
1: Is it apartments.com? No. Oh. <laughs> That's all I had, really? And we're being honest. What is it? It's Stomper.
0: What is that? <laughs>
1: We learn something new every day because I never <laughs>
0: I have never heard of them before. But if you didn't know they are coming something. Alright. Alright. Oh my that was well that wasn't too bad. I don't know that either. So you know, that's that's one thing we wanted to do is to highlight, you know, companies that people don't really know or the background stories of these, these big organizations to kind of get what where they're coming from, you know, their journey to success, so that we can take, you know, little tips from them and try to integrate it in our youth group as well and to grow.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. So that's, Good yeah. to, you know, highlight that.
0: All right, so identify the one situation in your life where you felt most confident in which
1: you felt like the very best person you could possibly be? When I was getting to know God, I, I, like, literally, I I mean, people know me now as, like, this sweetheart kind of person, but, like, you know, back in the day, I wasn't the nicest, and I would talk back a lot, um, I would cuss, uh, (laughs) there's just a lot, but when I got to really, you know, like, I knew God, like, you know, I had I grew up in the church, but like at the same time, I wasn't, you know, like, you know, oh, so you know, like, so into it. It was kind of just like, oh, my parents made me go. So, um, but I think when I got to know God, like, I started being more obedient. People can say that that's very weak. Is is really not because like if you're able to control your mind, your body, your soul, you're able to control so much. Um, when I used to flip. When somebody's not crazy, you know, like it's like you kinda of give them your power. I didn't realize yeah. that.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. Yeah. So so how how do you react to feedback? Negative feedback? Do you accept it and try to build on it? Or do you just ignore it and just say that's not what it is? I know what is best for me and I need better.
1: I think when it comes to feedback, it does depend on the person and how they say it. Um, Cause there's sometimes people might do it out of spite to make you feel lower, which I've half gone through. Um, but there's other people that I know that are with your best, best interest. So I think I take it like, you know, like it might be like, it, I know I, I can be sensitive so sometimes, I'm like you know, but then after, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, you have to see it for what it is. Um, it's not about you, you know. You can't say everything personally.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but um, I think it is how you say it to me that you know can determine whether I accept it or not. That's
0: good. So, how can you apply? the information that you receive, receive via the criticism or feedback that you get, told you you
1: apply that to I could say, again, it does go back to, like, I don't want to say, like, all the times how people say it, but I feel like sometimes I'm very stubborn. Um, but it's like, there are some times where you know, okay, Courtney, you need to work with what, what you're being told. Um, I'm not saying I don't take criticism well, but I think there are times where I have to really take myself out of myself in order for me to actually understand you know the situation um a lot of it, it comes from god because like i might be like man i don't i don't even believe what they <laughs> But then at the same time it's like i know that happened recently and then god's like courtney just do what they ask. like just do it and like it was like you know you have you have to be, you know, it's like you have to know that you're not always uh, right and you have to know that you're you're human so you're not always going to do everything right and you're going to have to, you know, if you can't take criticism, you're not going to grow and even though there might be times I'm like what they talking about? But then God shows me, Courtney, you know you know they're right in some way and I'm just like (laughs) yeah so I guess I have to Take it, you know. I have to just take, take the hit sometimes, and like, you know, really try to work on what I have to do.
0: All right. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that. So we're going to break, and we're going to have a little bit more fun. We're having a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the conversation. This is our wording segment. So in this segment, we have three activities for you. We have an a excellent a pronunciation and a ring. okay so we'll do we'll do the reading first so here is your question what tastes better than it smells
1: what tastes better than it smells yeah it has to be a food so <laughs> <laughs> um. But what well,
0: I you don't... can build
1: on that. You can build on it. Uh, what tastes better than it smells? What well, food smells though? Are you... Is it Duran? Duran? Or... Duran? Duran? Oh, okay. My <laughs> <laughs> vegan people, you know. <laughs> Dur- Durian? Something like that. uh What tastes better than it smells? You know, like I'm gonna. <clears throat> Is this like an easy thing? Cause it like is you're super
0: looking for easy. Very easy. Oh, gosh. No overthinking.
1: You know it. Just... what tastes better and smells. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna give me that question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, and so anyway. the
2: answer is your
0: tongue. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, would I yeah, that would have never gotten. Oh, <laughs> good. All right,
0: so pronounce this word. That's the word.
1: Food giant.
0: Go again.
1: Food I never heard you the first I do
0: oh. not Yeah. Food giant. Uh, yeah. For giant oh yeah, food yeah Woo! Oh. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to give you a sentence and you are going to tell me what you think for means. The sentence is she was a beautiful bride, in fact the entire wedding was for joy. Oh, well, can you repeat it please? She was a beautiful bride, in fact, the entire wedding was for joy.
1: Then it means beautiful, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> she was a beautiful bride. And
0: class the entire wedding
1: See y'all, um, I got number two correct, so if I get number three wrong, <laughs> don't think I don't have any education. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Uh Well, you know, you could build on lovely but it's not lovely, but you can build on it, like, where is that people use to describe
1: weddings? Where is that people describe weddings? hmm
0: So like, where is that people use for drawings is a descriptive word, and it can be used to describe weddings or any special of
1: Whose brand? Uh... Okay was a, a <laughs> so, let me just give you the answer <laughs> <laughs> A is
0: striking as with lightning or sudden overwhelming effects such as stunning or dazzling so her wedding was dazzling or stunning that's kind of lovely <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: I I learned a new word. Here we go. I'm going to use that. Try. Casual.
0: So the word to spell is Zenarthra.
1: Zenarthra. Zenarthra? Yeah. Zenarthra. Like, what does that mean? Mm. I'm just asking. Mm. Oh, is that another question?
0: If I tell you the meaning...
1: Then you're gonna have to give me a sentence with the Oh, uh, yeah, let me just write it <laughs> Z Z E N A R T H R A. Go again. Z E N A R T H R A.
0: Almost. It was off by one letter. It's actually X E N A
1: R T H R A. then well yeah. I still got it in a way, you know. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I kind of do want to try how to say it in a sentence though, so low key. <laughs>
0: okay, so okay.
1: So I'm gonna give you so
0: the definition
1: and you can Alright.
0: The so Nartra is an order of mammals that comprises the Eden an Eden teeth is a mammal of order distinguished by the lack of incisors or canine teeth.
1: canine teeth? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's why you
1: can't use it. <laughs> a lack of order. <laughs> okay, so, um, who has no teeth, isn't it? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, okay. No teeth or
0: incisors or canine
1: Why did I ask you to do that? <laughs> uh... So isn't that like a hippo? That might be like a hippo. So, um, (laughs) hippos have strong teeth, even though their teeth are (laughs) xanarthra All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you're oh being my honest, God. I watched those old, you know, kid things that I'm remembering. So I don't even oh. know if they're te- I really like
0: that. Oh, no, <laughs> I don't I, know not either, But they are mammals. So that's something. <laughs> so there we go. Oh my God. It's so fun. All right. So Courtney, in keeping with the theme of the Unreal State
1: box, what Unreal State dreams do you unrealistic dreams i would think for anybody it would be actually to be a successful business owner not just in one business but multiple yeah. um but it can be done um not sure how i'm gonna do it but god bless <laughs> god bless it so it, um i could say that that is very unrealistic especially you know i think i want to have them like all running at the same time Loki um but that's unrealistic i guess cuz even just keeping one company afloat is kind of difficult yeah.
0: so what what skills are characteristic traits do you need to acquire in order to
1: achieve that goal mm. more patience mm. Mm. um more confidence um Just not letting, you know, not stopping, like not being somebody who's a procrastinator. Yeah. Just keep going even if things are difficult. Yes. Yes. that is good. What
0: is something that you wish or hope or least love take away from
1: your interview defection? God brought me a long way. I mean, I don't even believe I'm being interviewed right now. <laughs> so I thank you for that because it just makes me feel like, you know, it's like you're like, oh, like, but, um, it's just, you never know where God has you when you're at like a point where you don't even know if you're going to be really, you know, much. And then he just keeps building and building. And it's like, I'm not even at my prime. And it's like already been just, I don't even care if I was, it was ABC, you know, like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting interviewed. like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just (laughs) nice to know like that uh, you know I've come a long way and I'm not even where I, you know, will end up. That is
0: great and and again I must say I am so proud of you and all that you have accomplished thus far. And just know that there is a great within you and you can accomplish anything that you could your mind to you are a beautiful person inside and you have a lot to share and your testimony and your story does not end on this podcast. But you are going to be an inspiration to all of us young who may really feel like they're in this new or they're setting up on this new journey in life and they're not sure what to do. But you have, you know, been the an example, a prime example of how to just go forward and apply yourself. And for that we must say thank you for sharing and on behalf of everyone here at Talawa Productions and so especially honoring this podcast. We just wanna thank you again for coming and spreading love and life on this podcast This has been a real inspiration, an eye opener. So a lot of things that we have told you today that will be applying to my life. And I just wanna thank you again. So if there's anything that you'd like to say to so a friend or a family member, um, a thank you and shout
1: out to them. Thank you. So I just want to say first, thank you Kimberly for having me. I have just been blessed by you just, you know, with our own Bible study that we have. <laughs> so it's just been amazing to see you also grow and I know you're going to do great things. You have a charity, you have all these things and you just put it in your mindset. You're just like, I'm just going to do a charity. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I would to be like that. So, you know, it's just great. And I also want to just shout out my family, my parents, um, shout out my aunt. She has been literally the bread and butter to my life um she has constantly encouraged me been there through all the thick and thin so um just want to say love them so (laughs) that's all uh, i have (laughs) thank you
0: thank you so much again thank you for coming thank you for spending this time with us I hope that our listeners learn something and that they apply it to their life in the coming week or in the future, but sometime throughout their life, I hope that they take something that Courtney has shared and that they'll share it with others. So, this is the end of the Unrealistic Box, another beautiful episode with another beautiful guest. And we just want to thank Courtney for coming through again and for spending time with us. Follow us on all social media platforms Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Fallow Productions. And we will see next week for another episode of the Unrealistic Box, where we live our own dreams.